What's up, everyone? Welcome to another From Panel to Podcast. I am Andrew Reiner. Glad to be here. Phil Hoff, are you glad to be here? I'm still reading. Oh, my gosh. Biggest week ever. We just got done with it. Phil, before we get to anything, close your eyes. A little make-believe here. A little Mr. Rogers make-believe. Uh-huh. Picture the trolley going around the corner. You're blacking out. Whatever happens there. Man, it's a You're beautiful in... day in the neighborhood. Yeah. And now you see me in my living room. I'm sprawled out on the ground naked. Again? Absolutely I hate it when I naked. walk into this again. Piles of clothing on every wall, just everywhere. Stacks of comics all around me. I'm all sweaty. My big Captain America-like chest is just heaving. Jesus. You know what happened? What Pretty much every book this week knocked my socks and underwear and <laughs> pants off. I couldn't believe it. We're reading like Donny Cates, Zdarsky. Like we, we just got pummeled by awesomeness. Uh-huh. It was the biggest week ever and it was the best week ever because most of the books delivered in huge ways. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It turns out people are like at our show. I know. We even got a review off of iTunes. Um, but speaking of, yeah, the, just the quality of the books that came out this week, I even texted you at one point and I'm just like, holy crap, there's not a book that I've been disappointed by that I've read yet. And that was 22 issues into the 24. Yeah, I, I was the same way. I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I like everything here. I kind of want, I, I kind of need something to suck right now. So that way I, it tells me that comics don't always rule this hard because <laughs> next time I read a bad issue, I'm just going to be like, but everything's good. What, what, what is this? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was an amazing week. Anyways, back to the review that we got off yeah. of Apple mm-hmm. Podcast from Uber W one seven seven. I says, took an Uber. I've taken quite a few Ubers in my life. Yeah. Believe that one or not? Uh, he gave us a five star review, or she, I'm not sure, um, saying casually amazing, and then goes into detail and says, "Great listen, brought me back to the comic world after seven years in limbo. Insightful and not mundane. I appreciate the recommendations, and at the end, the hosts go over what is coming out and say what they are getting." My pull list has gone to a crazy number, but I'm here for the ride. Yeah, people keep saying I sh- we should be getting a cut off of all the books we recommend because people are buying a ton. And that's fantastic. It really is. More eyes on more product is good for everybody and everything. I do. You know, there is maybe a little bit of some trickery to the biggest week ever is that we keep buying more books. One of these episodes, we might have to have like, a machete episode, Phil, where we have to get rid of like three series that we can't read anymore because we're spending too much money. I, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the sounds of that in the slightest bit. I mean, we're, it's out of control. We bought like 25 comics last week. Yeah, but full disclosure, we're both kind of ding-dongs and we buy variants of things too. Yeah, and it was the biggest week ever. And this week will not be the biggest week ever. Really? I haven't looked, but I don't think it's going to be. We're not well, going to we, hit 25. We had like something is killing the children and Department of Truth in the same week. Great. Now I got to go reread those again because you reminded me. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, some housekeeping, some other things. There's, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I threw a little bit of a spoiler alert out that we never followed through on, which makes me a terrible person. You had mentioned to me via text message that you acquired your white whale of comic books, and I knew exactly what you were talking about, but we have had people ask us, what is the white whale that you managed to acquire? So, Andy, should I call you Reiner since I'm one of only three people in the world that calls you Andy? (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Pick your poison. Uh, Mr. Andrew Reiner, what is your white whale that you've managed to acquire? Youngblood number one. 
by by a uh, Rob Liefeld. I, yeah, I've did just you, been dying to get this. You got the great Stein version, about it. right? I did. Great yeah. nine point eight. <laughs> exactly. It's dedicated to to someone you know named Todd, but whatever. <laughs> no, uh, I got. Yeah, this is kind of bonkers. I got Fantastic Four number forty eight. That sounds like a really old comic. What's so significant about it? It has. It says the coming of Galactus on the cover, and it's the first appearance of Silver Surfer. I seriously can't believe you finally tracked this thing down. Now. Yeah, I, I, it's been decades since I've been trying to get it. Obviously, with eBay and all that stuff, it's gotten a lot easier. That's where I ended up getting it. But it, I didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for it. And they're all an arm and a leg. And then I finally got that one auction that didn't go up. And I was That's... like, wait, <laughs> what's happening? Is, is this happening? Are we on? Just sitting there, palm sweating, staring at your phone, clicking refresh to yeah. make sure and that then, nobody's outbid you. And then guess what happened? I was naked again. (laughs) Socks went flying off. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, So yeah, I got that and, and now I'm done. There's nothing else I want to get It's Uh in the safety deposit box. I don't know what to do. You know, you, you look at it for a bit. I read it cover to cover. Did you smell it? I did. Does it have that great old comic smell? Well, I guess yes. But at the same time, it's like, is, is this, should I be wearing gloves? Is this going to like. Right. Is there like asbestos or something in this that's going to get into my my skin? I don't know. So uh, touching it was a lot like going to the basement of uh, Midway Books. Yes, uh, a really old comic bookshop in St. Paul, Minnesota. Dangerous neighborhood now, but uh, it's actually I guess great it's always now. been. I go there all the time. <laughs> that's where the Minnesota United Stadium is. I'm right oh. across the street from there every other weekend. I play wiffle ball over there once a year. Yeah, see, you're good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, uh, that comic shop is awesome, but the basement, they had bargain comics down there and Phil and I would just spend a day going through those things. Quarter each. Dude, we should get to comic books. We should, we should, we should <laughs> read comics. Uh, what did we start with? You go first. I've been talking a bunch. Um, I'm not going to start where you think that I'm going to start. Actually, mm-hmm. you might think that I'm going to start here, but I'm going to start off with the, we're going to call it the actual conclusion of Devil's Reign in a book called Devil's Reign Omega. And the reason yeah. I'm going here is because, as you listeners know, I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I love everything about Daredevil. And Zdarsky's really taken it next level. And Devil's Reign was a wonderful read. Some of the spin-offs weren't great. But where this thing finished on Omega with uh, Luke Cage taking over the, the role of mayor, and he's discovering that it's going to be an uphill battle for him, uh, kind of leaves off with, well, you go through the funeral of who they're calling Matt Murdock, that readers, as we know, is not actually Matt, it's Mike. And we all kind of scoffed at that. But they actually have the funeral for Matt that goes through and everybody seems to be mourning. There's a small handful that are in on the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not actually Matt, which I think is going to be a very unique twist on this. But then they they kind of touch on what Daredevil and X are going to do next. And they say that they're going to go after the hand because the hand has got a new leader and they're taking down the hand. Which I'm going to segue into another book and call this a two for one. Punisher also came out this week. Oh, and what is the role of Punisher right now? Uh, murderous child. <laughs> well, that was touched on, yes. But he is essentially <laughs> the assassin for the hand that's leading the hand and telling everybody who to go after, what to go after, who to kill, what to kill, why to kill. Is this going to come down to a Daredevil versus Punisher type of a thing? I think so. I think that's what they're setting up. I don't like where Punisher's at. I like the old version of him. I have yes. to warm up to this new ninja version. The demon, I guess. He has glowy red eyes at times and He's not himself. Really bad logo. And they went into his origin story and it was super disturbing. 
I, again, I don't like where they're going with this, but you know, if this is the new, the new path forward and he's going to be kind of a villainous character, I'm all for it. One other thing that they touched that, uh, we should touch on in, um, that daredevil issue. This is a bit of a spoiler is they talk about Kingpin. Yes. Going off the grid and they think he's in Latveria with yeah, Dr. I, Doom. So think I about that. Too. That yeah. could be again, just huge. Yeah. That could be a cool story coming up here. <laughs> we'll have to see, but I, I liked where that ended. And I know there's a new Daredevil series starting here very soon, right? I, I think it's just Daredevil number one. Yep. It's either this month or next month. And of course, there's 10 different covers for them. And, you know, I'm going to do that thing. Punisher, I do think people should read it. I think it's a solid seven out mm-hmm. of 10 right now or six, even a six, because I, I was just kind of like, well, what is this about? But the first three issues are setting up something interesting. And if if he is this villain that will be there for, for Daredevil, at least a nemesis for a bit. I'm all about it. I like I, this, you know, like just in that context, I don't like the origin story they're telling, but I, I like what they're setting up for with him as a different type of character. Then that makes I, sense to me. I love the carnage. that's still being displayed throughout the course of it as well, um, because he's still just the killing machine that he always is nowadays, just with swords instead of with guns. And just the fact that the hand is following him, like he's some kind of a maniacal cult leader and he's making decisions as to of who lives and who dies. Like, that's a whole lot of power for Frank Castle. Yeah, and he's even getting into weird cult-like torture in this issue. And yeah, it's it's very disturbing. And especially where so this in that ended. lens, yeah, in that lens of him as a villain, if that's where they're going, I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, where it ends too. Like, oh, what yeah. are you doing? They'll be home soon. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should read the first three issues just for that panel. It's, yeah. I'm going to go to one that I didn't like. It's brilliant. Shadow War, part six and seven. We got both. We got two of those in a week. Yeah. Deathstroke Inc. And then Robin number 14. Mm -hmm. The fireworks were mostly in Robin number 14. You texted me like, red alert. You got to read the issue of Robin. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) because <laughs> last time he did that we lost <laughs> we lost Raish. then i read this one and it's even worse i know you Rachel ghoul is like one of your favorite characters ever i love Raish. and i can't go into what happened here because it's new and we want people to read it experience it for themselves but i will set up another shocking character-based twist in this issue and phil i gotta i gotta say this whole shadow war series is taking me back to the the glory days of Nightfall. Oh yeah. No Man's Land, Contagion. I think they're all lining up. I'm going to kind of segue that into a small complaint that I had off of Detective Comics number 1060. My complaint is not with Riddler's facial hair, but it's the fact that Talia was in it. And Talia yeah. and Bruce have an interaction in there that obviously is not taking place during the same time frame as Shadow War. And that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you've got this major crossover happening and then in your other key Batman title, you've got him interacting with somebody that's in there, but it's on much more friendly terms. Yeah, I, I found this whole story to be really choppy, hard to follow. Mm-hmm. And the Riddler's just kind of there lurking, just kind of brooding. I don't I don't really understand this, this story. And it, I think it's concluding next month. I, that so sounds I think it's going right. to be a short. Yeah, I think it's a short run, which is good because it's it hasn't been good in my opinion. No, Except it, for, you know, his facial hair is brilliant. <laughs> We're just envious of that is all that is. <laughs> um, should we briefly touch on Batman Fortress since we're in Batman world? 
Yeah, Gary Witta, friend of the show. I, I, we've played. I think you played with us, Phil. The division with division yeah. two with Gary Witta. Yep. Uh, when he's playing video games, his his dialogue changes. He has a lot of. Uh, he likes the f word. I think. Uh, friends. That's what I'm saying. He likes. Yeah, to, I know to somebody else likes at that super professional when it comes to his work stuff, and then the second huh. he's not working, he becomes a little less professional. Huh. Not naming any names. No, we wouldn't do that. Don't mm-hmm. name drop here. But anyway, <laughs> Gary Witta, he wrote this, Batman Fortress. And what does it have to do with, Phil? Um, Superman's missing. And Where the hell's Superman? Yeah, there might be some extraterrestrial uh, extra Knocking stuff. out the power of the world. Potential. Yeah. So it's up to Batman, the only hero left, apparently, to figure out what to do. And it's a cool cover. The concept of the cover is... You know, the name of it is Fortress. He's looking at a bunch of different monitors at once. And it, it lists like Tokyo Metropolis, you know, like so he's kind of got eyes everywhere and he's trying to figure out what to do. And I think Gary does a nice job with Batman getting it into his head. There's a lot of dialogue there. I'm I'll be back for issue two. Most definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I really liked um, to segue off of that into something that doesn't segue very well. The new issue of Moon Knight. Yeah. The Zodiac is is a very interesting character to follow. And I thought the art was fantastic. And I like where it's going, especially I got to say this. Like, I just wrote an editorial in Game Informer about how I'm a Sonic fan again because I watched Sonic 2 and I really <laughs> liked it. And I'm like, now I want to play a Sonic game. I watched the Halo series and I was into Halo games and I watched that Halo series. And I'm like, ah, I don't even want to think of Master Chief anymore. I don't want to play Halo. <laughs> is that why we haven't played Halo in a month? Yes. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I watched Master Chief have sex, and I was just like, this is weird. Full armor? No, he never wears his armor anymore. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You would send me those screen clips. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, that, you know, the extra media outside of the core comic book or video games, whatever, that stuff matters, and that can impact people. And it's even impacted me, you know, someone who deals with it every day for work, Moon Knight. I'm more of a fan of him now after watching that brilliant Disney series. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm getting more out of the comics and I look forward to them more. I've always read them. Yeah. It's just now I'm like, oh, I, I'm really like clicking with this character more than before. Yeah. And you've always been a huge Moon Knight fan. So the fact that the, the Disney series boosted your fandom that much higher really speaks volumes as to of how good of a show that was. And also how well the comic has been for the last, what is it, 11 or 13 issues? Yeah, 11 issues 11. out now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Anything to add on, on this one, Phil? With Moon Knight, no, not really. Um, I got a couple of chuckles with the interaction with Zodiac, and I love the fact that he's just messing with Moon Knight's head the entire time. And I think they've they've got a really good, you can't call it a relationship, a really good rivalry going, even though yeah, they're yeah, trying to essentially it. kill each other. But they've played really, really well off of each other. And it's one of the books that I look forward to when it comes out every month. Agreed. And another one, Let's just keep these bad segues going. Amazing Spider-Man number two yeah. by Zeb Wells, John Ramada Jr., you know, uh, just a legendary artist on top of this one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still, you know, two issues in. I think the big allure of this now with Spider-Man is I don't know what's happening. Or what happened. And, yeah, what happened. I guess we know where it's going now, but kind of how they got to this piece. There's like a year or six months. I can't remember what it is of Spider-Man's story that's missing. And we're starting to get little teases of what it might have been. I think that's really just compelling. And it's an awesome way to draw in new readers, right? I think this is a great jumping on point for people, these first two issues. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love the banter between uh, 
Osborne and Peter in this one. <laughs> there's there's a line of, and it's something you'd never think of. Well, I guess you, maybe you do think of it, but it's like, why is this never brought up in the comics? Is Peter Parker Spider? Why is he still living in a little crappy apartment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they go into that in this one, like all these years, and and this is where you're at. And I was like, yeah, he should be living large as a celebrity. <laughs> you should be they getting all paid should at least by the <laughs> Avengers, right? Exactly. The government should be taking care of your health care. <laughs> But I suppose it might blow the secret <laughs> identity when you've got lowly photographer for, for the Daily Bugle that's suddenly that's living in a two-story or five-story <laughs> mansion. Like, bro, how are you getting paid? <laughs> but I love this story so far. I think it's it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see where it's going. Tombstone has been kind of a surprising main character in this. Probably front and center as much as Peter. Most and definitely. I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that duality of this book, the bad guy and the good guy and there being some interesting uh, overlaps there. And he's he was kind of a focal point even in the previous run of Spider-Man as well because uh, his daughter was dating, oh, what the hell is his name? He used to be the Prowler, Robbie. And they were dating, so like Tombstone was there and Tombstone kind of backed off and was no longer this big mob guy. But now he's back to being the pissed off, angry Tombstone that's just ready to kick everything's ass and take over New York again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope this goes on for a while. I hope they really take their time with these reveals. I don't want just a data dump issue Mm-mm. of here's what happened, you know, time stamping things like three months ago, one month ago, like that would suck. I hope they just take their time, let the story develop because it's it's a nice new way to to bring Spider-Man forward here. I've got a bad feeling about that with this issue, issue two being legacy issue number 896, which means that we're only three issues or four issues away from legacy issue number 900. So you might get your big data dump there, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right, actually. That's probably, they'll do something there. I mean, they could always just kill Aunt May again. How many times has she died now? But that's what she's here for, for the 100 issues. (laughs) She's just cannon fodder. (laughs) I don't even know if she's still around. I haven't seen her in a bit. It's been 100 issues. Time to kill off Aunt May again. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to go into Something is Killing the Children, or do you want to do your book? I'm moderately shocked you didn't bounce into the Hulk since we've kind of went DC to Marvel. Oh, do it. Go, go. I don't know if I can talk about the Hulk without just blathering weirdness and big explosions turning into a huge gamma-powered superhero. Yeah, it Uh, was a action issue. Non-stop. Just action, action, action. Tony Stark and his newest version of, we're going to call it a Hulkbuster because I don't remember what it's called. The Celestial Hulkbuster. (laughs) Key issue. (laughs) For multiple reasons, it's a key issue. (laughs) Um, So... As Hulk and Thor are brawling it out and Tony's there trying to semi-intervene and, and tame Hulk down a little bit. And Hulk doesn't realize that he's no longer in a simulation. He's just trying to beat the ever-loving hell and kick everything's ass in his way. Him and Thor throwing down heavily. Turns out that, well, Tony gets the hell beat out of him too and his celestial Hulk buster, whatever the hell it's being called. Yeah. And uh, then Hulk gets really, really mad and turns big and green and kind of just sets off a gamma bomb of himself. I didn't know what that was exactly. It was pretty cool, though. It was a big explosion. We're kind of spoiling the issue, but you just got to read this because Donnie does such a nice job with this action. But yeah, Hulk has a new power. And then the last page is just a jaw dropper. (laughs) Where the hell is this going from here? I don't know. I don't know how you continue any individual series after this. This fight is just crossing and spanning across (laughs) multiple galaxies and universes of these two essential gods. Just knock down, drag out Donnybrook brawl. And it tops off like this, like planets are going to be destroyed now. There's yeah. no way they're not. Oh, yeah. 
Why not? Yeah, just have at it. Tear this universe asunder they're, with the thunder. Oh, Jesus, I got to go. That was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Continue reading the the Hulk versus Thor fight because it's every bit of stupid and ridiculous. Even a uh, Neil comic comic shop Neil posted on Instagram. He's like, I didn't really think I was going to love this series, but it is just the dumb kind of fun that is needed. You know what, Neil? You just got to loosen up, man. Exactly. And just enjoy these brawl fests. Not everything's winning an Eisner, and sometimes you just need two yeah. gods beating the hell out of each other. I've never read a comic that won an Eisner. So, bleh. That's I'm. Um, 98% certain that's a lie because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bone did. Oh, yeah. Well, but which also kind of like I almost feel bad sometimes we talk about this because I describe things in comics as fun, and that's what comics are to me is fun. And mm-hmm. it's, and if they're not fun, you shouldn't be reading them, damn it. Yeah, fun, exciting, interesting, just opening your eyes to the best kind of escapism. Every issue is different. Every writer brings something different. Artists, uh, it, the best medium, hands down. And again, you can have a tale being told for 100 years and it just keeps going. One that I hope keeps going for 100 years. There we go. Worst segue of the show. Something Ah. is killing the children. Number 23. This was a plot building, device building issue where we have not a lot going on, but we get to really start to see where Erica is as a character, how she's developed as this Slayer. I'm doing air quotes. Slayer type of character. And it's fascinating. Like I just, I could have just sat and watched their conversation unfold for another 80 pages. It was remarkably well done. What's developing here? They're just teasing something huge and I can't wait for them to get to it. And the fact that the universe is just being built out more and more as you're learning more about the houses that are overseas and what the different masks mean and what their purposes are and their roles are and how people got to where they are. This is just absolutely brilliant storytelling at 22 issues at a time or 22 pages at a time. Yeah, and you know, when this series kicked off, it's like, oh, this will be a nice kind of short monster story. And then he just keeps slowly peeling away at it. And there's more and more. And you could just see like, this could be like its own comic universe, like the Mm -hmm. Marvel universe, if he just keeps going with it. And I think they're gonna. I worry that again, that the TV show might do something that might affect the trajectory here. But I hope it doesn't. I hope I hope they just keep rolling and comic fans just keep buying it up because it's I think it's the best book out there still. Well, they can kind of run independent from each other. I mean, Walking Dead, the comic book and the TV show definitely split into two different directions, but still kind of like kind of tickled each other from time to time where you'd still get the hints of the book. But they were definitely doing their own thing. It was obviously they created the most popular character in television history. And Daryl, who didn't even exist in the comic books, and yet he became a phenomenon. So I, I think they can kind of keep the two independent and not have them spoil each other. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. And your book. Department of Truth also came out, also had a great issue. Yeah, again, we're they're, they're now diving into the Cold War with the Soviet Union, and you learn about what, uh, what Lee Harvey Oswald calls the Department of Lies, which is the Russian version of the Department of Truth, as they're both trying to spin their propaganda to speed and accelerate the Cold War and have what their beliefs are become the main thing. This, I, I just, I adore the hell out of this book, and I know I've said it before and I'll say it again, but it's just so well, well written. The main storyline is some of those segues get kind of a little bit on the on the long winded side. You don't necessarily understand what they're that why they're there, but I'm enjoying the Soviet Cold War thing because you and I are of the age where we remember the Cold War. Yeah, and to uh, see and- this kind of play out, and this one ends with a nice twist at the end as well because we've seen that there's the debate of leaving the department or joining the black hat, like, and then you get the message at the end. Yeah, and 
I wonder about this series. Like we just talked about so- or something is killing the children having just uh, having huge potential to just be this gargantuan thing. Whereas I really feel like Department of Truth might be kind of in its getting closer to its final act. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I, I just can't see them expanding upon it too much. But who knows? You know, James is just brilliant. And, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it ends at I don't know what issue we're at, but I think that was issue, 18. Yeah. Maybe issue 25. And then, you know, maybe four years down the road, we'll get another one. Or even I, if it ties into something's killing the children, since as you and I, I don't know if we've discussed oh, yeah. it on the show, but there does seem to kind of be that connection yeah. that they've got between the two of them, obviously, just besides the writer. But with both being based around the concept of thoughts manifest physicality, they both definitely tie in together. And could they even potentially be part of the same universe and we're not necessarily aware of it yet? I think so. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And by the way, series coming back from Tinian, we're getting more wind. I'm missing two issues of the first run at this point. Yeah, so 10 issues out now, and we're going to be getting a whole new series, which is very exciting because Wind is the best video game as a comic book I've ever read. <laughs> Until issue two of Twig comes out. Yeah, oh God, Twig and Bone. We already mentioned Bone. They All three of these issues kind of all, or those comics all kind of fit, fit nicely together. And um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Last book I want to talk to you about, Phil, is Saga number 59. I picked it up. I gifted you issues one, one through seven. Mm-hmm. Not the first printing of issue one. It was the third printing. It was the third printing. But what you don't realize is I took it out of the package and there actually is a sticker over it. So it was the first printing. What? It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to get in my car and come see you. <laughs> huh. Uh, anyway, uh, now I, I don't know what to say. Uh, you're going to talk about 59. Oh yeah. Number 59. What can I say? Another great story, a lot of development. Uh, there's a subplot that is really kind of coming into its own here. No winking gentlemen. Uh, no, no long necks like the Brachiosaur, anything like that. This is a pretty tame issue of saga, but a beautiful cover. It's like a goldfish on the cover. Just really well done. And if you haven't been reading this series, you have a lot of homework to do. And by homework, I mean getting trades. Go get the first, I don't know how many trades 59 issues makes up, or I guess it'd be 55 issues. There's the the 54 in the original anthology, and I don't know if they've done a trade of the second releases yet. And I'm going to be that terrible human being, and I'm not buying the trades. I'm going to hunt these things down individually. Yeah, I got you started, man. You did. You the the tough ones are out of the way, and now it's just fun. Now we're just going to go back issue shopping. Yep, and I've grabbed a couple, so I'm up to 10 of the 59 that are out, so I'm a sixth of the way there. Nice. All right, Phil, I think that is it. Anything else you want to mention from last week? I There's just, a bunch more. Like we, We're barely scratching the surface here. Oh, yeah. I just quickly want to touch on the Vampire Slayer, just because I am a big Buffy fan of the old TV show, and this one is picking up, and... I liked issue two as much as I liked issue number one, and it goes into detail as to of why Willow is the slayer now and why Buffy is not, and why Buffy has no recollection of it. I think it's really good storytelling thus far, and if you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and or Angel the TV show, I recommend checking these things out. Bloodstained Teeth, number two. Speaking of vampires and terrible segues, let's go there. <laughs> I, I think this is a nice series. This is from Image Comics, and I think they have the start of another 
I don't want to say a classic, but I think this could be going on for a bit here. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh, a new series that has some teeth. Oh, uh, it's from Christian Ward. Can't even and believe you just did that. Patrick Ray Nolds. And uh, yeah, beautiful art. Interesting story. That's also I'm on Reynolds, board. not Reynolds. Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, like Harold Reynolds. You yeah, might remember yeah. him from playing baseball for the Mariners. Anyway, we should go to this week's books. <laughs> Get your fingers ready, pen and paper, whatever you're doing, whatever you do to count what issues you're getting. I go pen and paper because this is never less than 10. So this first book, I'm going to tell you what it is, but don't say yes right away until I tell you who's in it. Batman 2022 annual. Ghostmaker's on the cover. Oh, crap. Getting it? I am. Action Comics 2022 annual. The Nice House on the Lake, number nine. Ooh, that's almost done. I'll get that. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 38. Yes, I'm at three. Star Wars Darth Vader, number 23. Yep. <laughs> Although Padme is on the cover with Darth Vader, that's kind of cool. She's been in quite ah, a bit of it. Yeah, I can't. She's been uh, in a lot of it. I know, but then I got to go back and get them. Ghost Rider, number three. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. What I are thought, you drinking there? I thought Moon Knight for a second. Um, I, water, of course. Jeez. <laughs> that was a big swig. Uh, no, it's because I was going to talk as I was about to swallow. And you caught me off guard. You were like, when you said when you said uh, Ghost Rider, for some reason my brain went Moon Knight. I'm like, how in the hell are we getting Moon Knight two straight weeks? <laughs> I forgot that Ghost Rider had his own series because I've read 30 comics in the last week. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Road to Dark Crisis, number one. Yep. Oh, crap. Yep. Oh, nice. Strange, number three. Oh, goodness, yes. yes. I'm at five. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm at six. We're tied. Alien, number 12. Carnage, number three. Oh, yeah. Six. Captain Marvel, number 38. I think this is a new character introduction. Really? Yep. What am I at? Is that seven or eight? I don't know. I can barely keep track of my own. You want me to keep track of you two? I'm running I a show. Think I'm talking on the same show you're running. Knights of X, number two. You're not getting Star- it? No, I'm off. I That's thought you were all in King on the X-Men. Arthur one. No. All right. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 23. Yep. Shadow War Omega, number one. Yes. Does that mean it's helmet. done? I don't know, but it's Deathstroke's helmet kind of cracked on the floor. Uh, I'm getting that. Uh, yeah. Eight, maybe. Black Panther, number six. Once in Future, number 26. Avengers Forever, number six. It says, enter Vibranium Man. <laughs> Nine. I'm getting that. Because of Vibranium Man? Yeah, look at him. Little Monsters, number four. Oh, yes. yes, please. The Scorch, number six. X-Men 92, House of XCII, number two. Is that Roman numerals? I don't know. The Walking Dead Deluxe, number 40. 
I've been getting them all. Firepower, number 21. What's the furthest place from here, number six? We have Demons, number three. A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number eight. God, that looks like such a cool book. I need to go back and get the first seven. Maybe I will. Uh-huh. No, I have so much still to read in my backlog, I'm going to call it. The Closet, number one. Yes, ding, Oh, yeah, ding, I'm getting ding. that. That's either Tinian or Zadarcy. I don't remember. Let's see who's on this I one. think it's Tinian. Tinian, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> and there goes Andy's pants. Close again. Yeah. Pop. There go the socks. Always starts at the socks. Uh, Deadpool Bad Blood number two. Nah. Step by Bloody Step number four. King Conan number five. Magic <laughs> the Gathering number 15. Hardware season one number six. Vampirella Dracula Unholy number six. New Think number one. What huh. happened to Old Think? Yeah. Batman Beyond the White Knight Showcase Edition number one. What the heck? That's the collected one through three. Uh, nope. Stranger Things number three. Uh, new series on Netflix right now. Very good. Loaded oh. Bible. Blood of My Blood number four. Oh, damn it. I thought that was the one with Jesus with the Uzis riding the unicorn. No, no. Red Sonia. Red Sitha number two. Cyberpunk 2077 Blackout number one. Oh, interesting. I'll wait for the patch. <laughs> clear number six the phalanx number one that's from image it looks like a classic image comics team based interesting stargirl number three rick and morty infinity hour number three super freaks number one that is uh eric larson that's savage dragon really yeah uh Maybe. code 45 number one <clears throat> i used to drink code 45 horror comics number 10 avatar adapt or die number two that is the james cameron blue alien series and phil i think that's it i'm getting out of this week with 12 yeah i think i'm at 12 or 13 i lost count around six i I think you counted six two or three times actually (laughs) (laughs) oh boy uh yeah that's not the biggest week ever we Thanks just had goodness. the biggest week ever, and then I worry that the biggest week ever is going to repeat each month. Well, here's my problem is now that it's going to be a small week, the two issues of wind that I need are going to come in. So I'm going to read nine more issues of wind as well as the 12 that I'm picking up and probably start in on something else. So yeah, I'll saga. you got to start time. reading saga. I want to wait till I have a bigger chunk than just seven straight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, what is the one I'm reading? Oh, chew. I'm going through chew. Nice. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not a fan of the cartoony art. I See, that grew on me with time. Okay, because I'm only like three issues in, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I could do this. Hmm. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's not syn- syncing up with the, the concept. With the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of yeah. makes it a little bit more lighthearted and not as serious as it is. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll give it some more, because I have like the first two trades, so I'll go through those. Nice. Good job, Phil. That is it for the episode. And again, thanks for all your support and listening to our dumb talk here. And uh, we'll be back, as always, in seven days with our reviews of the books we just mentioned we're buying and then also uh, a look ahead to what's coming next. 